0: Hey, you're listening to the Quarry Podcast. Get ready to be encouraged and uplifted with us today. The people you meet in life is going to be based on your devotion. Amen. Praise God. Your devotion is going to determine who you meet in this life and what you devoted to. Praise God. And so I thank God for this. Let's stand on our feet and thank God for this family, the Jacob family. Just give them a praise and a thanks. And thank God for that. I wanted to do that. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God. Been doing this for quite a while now. Amen. Been doing this for quite a while now. And you need to be devoted to the things that are working. Amen. That's why we keep doing this. Because it's working. Man, I've seen people come to this camp, get the call of God on their life. Amen, and, and, and begin their ministry and go out and preach the gospel and minister to people. Praise God. I've just seen God touch people in this camp. Amen. But right now, it's your turn. Amen. Tell your neighbor, it's your turn. Some good can happen to you if you're hungry and you want it. Praise God. Amen. Go ahead and take a seat. Praise God. I, I like this thing, devoted, because it, it means a lot to my life. And, um, you know, I may have a story for you tonight about my life and about my devotion to God, and uh, that's what I'm kind of leaning to because I didn't really, nobody really mentioned that word. You're blessed just because that's the focus. Amen. That's the focus. Your life is going to be based on what you devoted to because what you devoted to is where you give your time, your attention, and your energy. And the worst thing in life is be devoted to the wrong thing and never figured out. I think that's the worst thing in life that can happen to a person, and thank God if you figured out early. Thank God if you figured out early what to be devoted to. Praise God. Man, y'all got the spotlights on. I feel like a donut on the (laughs) shelf. And I feel like y'all looking at me, (laughs) trying to find out if y'all gonna take a bite or not. So praise God. Praise God. Well, we got some word for you tonight and some spirit for you tonight. I hope you get it all. Yes. I hope you get it all. Praise God. But um, let's look over here and in, uh, in, uh, we'll start with some scripture tonight. Over in Mark, the Gospel of Mark, in uh, chapter 10, it's a favorite scripture of mine. And um, um, let's... Let's pick up here and um, I'm going to see over here where I want to look at. We'll, we'll start at verse 17. Devotion. That's what you committed to. Yeah. Amen. It says in um, Mark chapter 10, verse 17, and. Um, and when he, Mark 10, 17, he, when he was gone forth in the where there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And when he asked what he's going to do, he's asking about, you know, what kind of devotion is this going to cost me? That I may, you know, everything in life is going to cost you something. Amen and he was trying to figure out What is it going to cost me And when it comes to the things of God Be ready to pay the price Because it's going to cost you if you pay And it's going to cost you if you don't I'm going to say this again It's going to cost you if you do Devotion is going to cost you if you do But it's going to cost you if you don't No matter what you're going to do You're going to pay Amen you just need to figure out (laughs) <laughs> for what you pay that you want to get the most for what you pay. Amen. That's right. that's and Jesus is the biggest yield you're ever going to get. I said, Jesus is the biggest that's yield right. you're going right. to get for what you're going to pay. 100%. Amen. But it's going to cost you. But it's going to cost you if you don't too. Right. 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 And the biggest loss you'll ever experience in this life if you pay for the wrong thing. If you pay for the wrong thing and devotion, devotion is devotion is really what you pay is really what you pay with your life. And then you have to look at the outcome of what you're going to get for what you have spent in devotion time in this life. I like the videos they just show because you got to see yourself. Amen. Praise God. You got to see yourself in action of what you committed to what you gave yourself to. Amen. Some of y'all gave y'allself to some today. Amen. And, 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 and when Jesus rolls everything back, you're going to get to see what you really gave yourself to. Amen. So praise God. Be devoted to the right thing. Now, look what he says right here. He wants eternal life. And then Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There's none, there's none good but one, and that is God. Thou knowest the commandments. He said, uh, Commandments: Do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal. Do not bear false witness, do not defraud. Honor thy father and thy mother. And then, the, and then the young man answered. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these I have observed from my youth. He said, am I in the game? He said, I've done all these things, and is this enough for eternal life? That's what he asked him. And, um, and he said, and Jesus, and Jesus beholding him, and loved him. When he loved him, Jesus is committed to him. He's devoted to him. Amen. If you love it, you're devoted to it. And he, so Jesus is devoted to us. And he said, he beholding him and loved him, and he said unto him, one thing thou lackest. It's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you something. Sometimes it's just one thing. One, one thing I need to adjust One thing I need to change And enter into all that Father has for me He said go thy way and sell What uh, Whatsoever thou hast It's going to cost you something Somebody say it's going to cost me something He says one thing you lack I mean that's for people That want to go all the way Amen I hope we got people in here tonight That want to go all the way I sure hope we have an all-the-way group in here tonight that if it's just one thing, maybe two things or three things, you ready to give them all up tonight to go all the way. If, if that's the price you got to pay, amen, for the highest level of living that God has for you, that you're willing to give that up in order to move to your highest level, in order to see the best you. Amen. When you're in those team games, you're trying, to, you're trying to do your best. And when we roll these, roll these films back, you want to see the best you. Right. Amen. Praise God. When God rolls them back in heaven, you want to see the best you. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. And so to get, see the best you, that means that whatever it takes that may be hindering me, I'm ready to give it up. Somebody shout, I'm ready to give it up. I'm, up. I'm sold out. He said, one thing thou lackest, go sell whatsoever thou hast and give to the poor and thou shalt have treasures in heaven and come and take up the cross and follow me. Boy, that ain't number one paragraph. I mean, just one sentence messed this guy up because the next verse said and he was sad. Boy, you should never get sad at preaching It's trying to take you to another level. Come on now, praise God. Because it's going to cost you anyway, amen. But we're trying to get you to the highest level. Man, if you're willing to change in order to reach your highest level of devotion, you're going to live a powerful life on this planet. I said, you're going to live a life of power. If you're willing to change and willing to make some adjustments and tweak some things, you're going to be all right. Amen. Tell your neighbor, I'm ready to change. Ready to change. Tell him, I'm going to be all right. Because I came here to change. I'm ready for my highest level. Yes, he said, one thing thou likest. And then he said, he was sad at the saying and went away grieved, for he had great possessions. See, this tells you what he was devoted to. It tells you what he's devoted to. Anytime the gospel is coming forth and anytime the word is coming forth and I need to make a change, but the change that is being preached makes me sad. Something is wrong, amen, with my level of devotion. Because if my devotion is on tap, I don't care what I got to change. I don't care where I have to go. I don't care what I have to do. Amen. I'm willing to make those adjustments so that I can reach the highest level God has for me. Boy, there's a high level for all of us. There's a high level for everybody in this room. And in order to get there, praise God, whenever God says change, I got to get ready to change. I remember Dr. Jacobs, we used to preach a message, it's not change until you change. Change is not change until you make a change. Amen. And let me tell you something about God. Until you make the change that he wants you to make, I don't care if it's 10 years later. If you haven't still made that change, Jesus is still going to be holding up that change you need to make amen so change needs to be quick amen and he never promotes until you make the change that you need to make at the level you want you want to go to the next level you got to be ready to change i remember dr jake used a preach, preach a message that said, get committed or forget it amen praise god people didn't like all those messages but none of them moved me praise god None of them move me because I want the best God has for me. I want the highest level he has for me. If I'm going to be here, I want the whole thing. Yes, sir. Amen. You're going to be here, y'all, I want the whole thing. Amen. Praise God. So none of the message ever moved me. I'm still here 40 years later. Amen. I'm still pushing. I'm still pressing in. Amen. Amen. I don't care what message you preach. You're not going to offend me. Amen. Praise God. It's not going to make me move. It's not going to depress me. It's not going to offend me. Praise God. I want the highest level God has for me. Jesus shouldn't be able to say something to you in his word that gets you offended. That we don't see you in youth group anymore because of the message. You walked away. We don't see you no more. You're not with the group anymore. You're missing a piece of parties now because he said you got to get rid of your little foo-foo. They don't see you no more because of the message we preach. No, 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 no. Praise God. If it needs to leave because God needs it to leave so that you can get to your highest level. Sometimes we get so confused. We think the things that we are holding on to are going to make us. We think the things is going to make us, but if it ever comes into the word that I need to release it, then I need to get rid of it so that I can reach my highest level. I wouldn't be here today if it's some things I had to turn loose of. I know how to live with one leg in the church and one leg in the world. And nobody ever preached devotion in the churches I went to, you ought to thank God we had a devotion session tonight. Cause somebody's getting to go to another level up in here. I said somebody's getting ready to go to the, devotion always takes you to another level. Devotion always takes you to another level. It never leaves you the same Devotion means you just lighten the load You just let set you just let go of a sin and a weight that was holding you back anyway And when you turn that finger loose, you're going to go to another level You about ready to hear from heaven you about ready to hear from the glorious voice of God you're about ready to be led by the Spirit of God. You're about ready to get a new fire put on you so that God's will and plans and purpose can come through you. I'm telling you, devotion is about ready to promote you. You ought to thank God you here. I don't know how you got here. I don't know what it cost you to get here, but you are here now and God's ready to take you to another level because you are committed. Amen. Amen. Man, that's me. I'm committed. You got to be committed in my group. I don't run with the uncommitted. I was about 22 years old. Man, I had, man, I was out with people I shouldn't have been hanging around with in college and stuff like that. And uh, went to church every Sunday, but not devoted and not sold out. And if you would have told me to give up some of those things in my life at that time, I would have been very sad. I'd have been sad. But nobody wanted to preach nothing back in those days. Nobody wanted to be devoted. So it didn't matter when you went to church, you didn't hear much about commitment, but it's going to cost you. Make no mistake about it. It's going to cost you something to go all the way with God. But it's the greatest price you'll ever pay going all the way. And I noticed in my life at that time, much not much was happening spiritually in my life at 22. And nobody preached it, but somehow in my heart, I just knew I wasn't moving forward in my life like I should have. And I'm sitting in the middle of a football statement everybody's shouting and cheering and stuff like that and I ain't telling you what they drank and it ain't Coca-Cola either. And and I'm telling you and all the stuff that, that goes along with that kind of lifestyle and I was sitting there, I'm so dissatisfied. I said, this is not me. This is not me. I was sitting next to my mom in church at eight years old and the spirit of God dropped on me the Spirit of God come on me for service and nobody knew what that was. God wants your life at an early age. He wants your life at an early age and just because I was in the house of God, the Spirit of God dropped on me and I didn't know what it was and nobody knew how to to cultivate that. They didn't understand that it was a call of God. And when God's got his hands on you, I don't care what you're doing. If it's not what he's doing, you're not going to be satisfied in doing it you're not gonna be satisfied in doing it so I I was in the football stadium I stood up and it wasn't a cheer for the team I stood up and walked out of the stadium and I got in my car and I drove home and I didn't know what I was going to do was devotion I didn't know what I was going to do was nobody ever told me this it just seemed right to do it and I went into my apartment and I opened the door and I shut the door behind me the place I was gonna use for partying and things like that now I'm shutting the door I'm going in there by myself and I locked the door and I walked to the couch my couch and I got on my knees I said God I'm so sorry I am so sorry for how I live my life up until this point but from this day forward you have my entire life, and that's the only reason why I'm standing right here now. From this moment forward, you have my entire life, and everything that's out there that doesn't wanna go with you, I will never be a part of it for the rest of my life. And you talking about the supernatural happening, I dare you get devoted tonight. You're talking about the supernatural happening. And God knows when you have paid the price. God knows the depths of your heart. He knows when you have paid the price and you're not sad anymore by releasing something that's not going to profit you anyway. It's just deception of the enemy to destroy your life. And he knew that was the depths of my heart. And the spirit of God came into that apartment. The presence of God comes to that, in that apartment. And the glory of God come into that apartment and dwell there all night. And the next morning, I woke up. Boy, it seemed like the same light. <laughs> it seemed like the same light. It was, it, was, it was a ray coming through my window. I know what the sun looks like when it's shining. But there's times that God is shining. And the glory came into that apartment And everybody that didn't want to go on with God I got rid of them I got rid of them I wasn't afraid to be by myself anymore because I'd rather be by myself than be a lie I said I'd rather be by myself than living a lie with some so-called friends I'd rather then some of them told me later on (laughs) said we rated you we 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 rated you too low I'm talking about after God moved my life and blessed my life and everything like that. People be watching your life. People be watching your life to see what's going to happen. But I'm telling you, God's getting ready to happen to you. Amen. I said, you couldn't rate me no way. And, and matter of fact, the rating ain't over with yet. We're going to go off the charts in this thing. I'm telling you this right now. We headed off the charts in this thing. I'm telling you, you get devoted, you headed off the charts in this thing. The glory of God coming at apartment. And then when I'm sitting there reading my Bible, I would be in the house, reading my Bible, and the words would come off the pages. I said, whoa, what's happened to this book now? The words would come off of this page. And I said, and I begin to understand the word so much better, so much better. The words start coming off the pages. And I said, God, what does this happen to me? He said, Keith, I'm calling you to be a pastor. I said, I'm calling you into the ministry. I'm calling you to be a pastor. And I'd sit there and I'd just think about that. I didn't know what that was and then I would get up in the morning and I would hear voices calling my name and I'd jump up and walk all over the apartment. This went on for two weeks. I'm telling you, when you sign up for totally devoted to God, you're gonna meet him like you never met him before. Amen. Amen. He said, I stand at the door and knock and if you open unto me and totally commit to me, you're gonna have an encounter and a visitation with the most high God because he says if you draw nigh to me that's what he says over in James chapter 4 if you get close to me I'm coming close to you indicating that we could have had revival a long time ago if somebody decides to get hungry and turn the loose of some stuff amen and realize there's no other place and no other place to go but God no other thing to do but God I was telling Pastor Alvin, I said, my mama blew me away there a couple of months ago. She just blew me away. I was over her house. She lives by herself. This big old house was her dream house. I watched her believe God for this house. And uh, when I was a little boy, I watched her believe God for this house. It was mom and just us four. But she she was just a go-getter, just to describe her. She was just a hard-working, a go-getter. She always took us to church, she always puts us in suits and ties in church and things like that. That's how we went to church every Sunday, take us downtown shopping and everything. Just worked hard to be a great provider for us pretty much by herself. And she wanted this, she wanted a corner lot in this real nice neighborhood and she was gonna build her dream home on that house. And she got money, got some money and she bought the land and then she'd drive by the land and she said, Keith, we're gonna put our house on that corner right there. I said, "Mama, I, I I don't, I can't get two, two nickels for extra milk at lunch. How in the world are you gonna put a house on that corner? You know, praise God, and forget an ice cream sandwich. <laughs> praise God. At lunchtime, you know, you had to, you get your regular, she'd give me 35 cents for lunch. Extra nickel, you get an extra milk. Extra dime, you get an ice cream sandwich. And I said, it's so tight around here, I can't get extra milk or ice cream sandwich. Tell me how you're going to put up a, a house on that corner. Line. I don't even know why you bought the lot. Now, I'm saying this to myself. I'm saying this to myself. And she would ride out there, you know, and I was sensitive to God. And she would ride out there to that lot. Every other week, we'd pass by that lot. And she said, that's where I'm going to put my house. I can see how I'm going to set it on, on, the, on this corner lot. And I'd be sitting back in the back seat. I said, God, she's a good woman. And I want you to know that uh, I really think a lot about her. And please let her down easy <laughs> about this ha- house on the corner lot. But she honored God and served him. And lo and behold, I saw the plans the plans, and we down here in a minute talking to the contractor, next thing I know, we were moving in that house. And she got that house on the corner lot. I said, Jesus, won't you do it? <laughs> yeah, he'll get it done if you live for him and serve him. But years have passed by, and she's living in that, she was living in that house all by herself. And uh, I went over to check on her one day, and she said, Keith, I'm done living in this house. I'm done living in this house. I'm, uh, I'm going to go home with you. And she went and grabbed a handful of clothes, grabbed some shoes and some personal items and she walked out of there. She's been gone for over six months and she don't bring that up at all. And I learned something. That what you think is important and what you may give yourself to And what you may sow and give yourself to In the scheme of things In the fullness of life It may not be that important It may be something you can walk away from And never voice it again It helped me to understand The most important thing in this life Is not being devoted to things Is not being devoted to uh, occupations Because all that stuff is coming to an end at the end of the day, it's just gonna be you and God and maybe a handful of clothes. And you gonna be satisfied with just that. And everything else is not gonna matter. And if you can figure that out up front, come on now, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you for you think Bobo is gonna be all of that in a bag of chips in your life. And Sally is gonna be all of that. And your career is gonna be all of that. And your bank account is gonna be all of that. And your house is gonna be all of that, and everything you pour your life out is gonna be all of that. Guess what? I'm telling you right now, it's not, I got a I, I news flash for you. At the end of the day, only thing is gonna matter is Jesus. Us. Amen. Praise God. And you better get devoted and sold out to that right now so you don't waste your time and God can take you to a high level in the anointing. Well, this guy walks away sad, and the disciples see it. The disciples said, wait a minute, they see this guy walk off and he, what he wanted, he didn't want to pay the price for it. And he just disqualified himself and walked off. He disqualified himself and walked off. I can't tell you how many people I've seen have disqualified themselves in this. I can't tell you how many have disqualified themselves. How many we thought was gonna make it? How many we thought was gonna get to that level, and if somehow they disqualified themselves. You so young right now, so young right now. It you, you, you behoove you to listen to me, because if you think the devil is not coming with disqualifiers for you, and so that you can't have a sad day and walk off. See, some people just go down the yellow brick road. You know what I'm talking about? The Wizard of Oz. Down the yellow brick road, down the yellow brick, until they run into something. And then they don't want to be on the road anymore, and they're not skipping and singing anymore. But you need to realize the enemy is coming to try to interrupt your devotion road. You need to understand that. Because, see, the, the, the person with the greatest devotion to God is the greatest in the earth it's going to care the anointing it's going to care the power it's going to care the wisdom it's going to care the ability and it's going to care the wealth and the enemy does not want believers living like that so he has to interrupt your level of devotion toward God to make your life ineffective with things that just distract you but we come here tonight praise God for the whole thing We come here tonight for the whole thing. Look down here what his disciples said to him, Jesus' disciples said to him. And uh, I like when we get down to the bottom of here, what what they say to him. And um, verse 28, we just pick up at verse 28. And then Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we have left all and followed you. It's going to cost us something. They said, "We have left everything, and we have followed you." And then Jesus answered, and Jesus responded to them. He answered and said, "Verily, verily, I say unto you, there is no man that have left house, or brethren, or sisters, or fathers, or mothers, or wife, or children, or lands, for my sake and the gospel. For he shall receive a hundred, for his devotion." I said, "For his devotion." Amen. It's going to cost you everything, but you're going to get everything. It's going to cost you everything, but you're going to get everything. He shall receive a hundredfold now in this time. Something's going to happen to you right now. See, when I told God I was totally devoted to him, things start happening right then. The visitation of the Spirit start happening. The visitation of the spirit side, divine guidance started happening. God began to reroute my life. He began to reroute my life. He began to direct me. He began to order my steps. He began to make sure I was with the right people in the right place at the right time. Amen. All my old friends went away. All my old friends went away. Didn't want them. They come over my house begging me, Keith, let's still go back out. I said, I'm done with that. I'm done being where anybody else wants me except for God. I'm done living what you think is your life. I'm done being where somebody else thinks I ought to be. I will only be where the Holy Spirit leads me. And if y'all wanna, y'all wanna go do that, you see this, the door you came in is the same one you get ready to leave out of right now. Because you are not a friend to me if you don't want me in the Holy Ghost. You're not a friend to me if you don't want me in my real destiny. I don't know why you're using that word but that's not who you are and I'm not going to let you call yourself that anymore. The exit signs are clearly marked. <laughs> some of them still mad some of them still mad at me today, but I want you to know I got joy. I got joy because I'm in the will of God. I got joy because my life is blessed, my life is increasing. And we ain't seen the end of it yet. I'm telling you things about ready to get wild. Yes, sir. Amen, praise God. I'm telling you things will get it wild for the devoted. Things about ready to expand and go to another level. Can't you sense it in your spirit, praise God. He has brought you to a place, amen, to talk about devotion so that your life can expand and so that you can live the fullness. I don't care what they rated you in high school. I don't care what they rated you right now. Their rating is too low. You about ready to walk on the high places of the earth. Everything you say is about ready to come to pass. All your prayers about ready to get answered, praise God. I'm telling you right now, you about ready to cast out devils.
1: I'm talking about victory everywhere you turn. I'm talking about sweatless blessings coming your way. I'm talking about the struggle being over because if you are totally devoted, Jesus is paying real big, praise God. I'm trying to ask you what you pay, what you pay will
0: not be what he pays you. I'm telling you, what you put down, praise God, his his outpay is going to overflow that thing. I'm telling you, we're going to come into some things right now. You know what? When I devoted to Jesus, my grades went up. I didn't even like school. I I was a C student. I didn't care what I was looking at. I was a C student. But when the anointing came on my life, everything starts coming up. I'm telling you, somebody gonna get promoted up in here. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, when I praise God, when I told God I was gonna give him my life, all of a sudden, I never led no study group before. I was leading the study groups. <laughs> People were looking for me on campus. And some of them with cheap skates wanted to copy my homework. Because they knew it was gonna be an A. But I would sit in the room. I, I, when that happened to me, I would sit at the table in my house and I'd be reading, I'd be reading 300, 400 level engineering books and I'd be looking at that stuff and I'd say, my God. And I'd be trying to do the problems then I'd back away and I would say, Father, help me. I'd say, can you help me with this assignment? And I'd walk away and ask God for help and then I'd come back and read the same chapter and all of a sudden it would just open up and I would understand how to do it. I'm telling you no one is going to help you. If you telling him you selling out, if you are telling him tonight you totally selling out, things are going to come up for you. They can quit rating you. They can quit trying to rate you. you at a whole nother level. Man, you're going to blow some people's minds. Amen. Praise God. You're going to blow some people's minds because he's going to take you to a level. Praise God. I like what, I, I like what uh, Pastor Scott Webb said, if you ever, go out into a, you ever go out into the woods and see a turtle on the fence post, you know the turtle didn't catapult up there. You know he didn't, he didn't, he didn't scale it get up there. You know he didn't rock climb it and get up there. Somebody put him up there. I'm trying to tell you if you're devoted tonight, God's going to put you somewhere. Praise God, where friends and family and community are going to begin to see you in a whole new light. It is not based on weight. This, this ain't got nothing to do with your talent, and this ain't got nothing to do with where you can take yourself. It has everything to do where he's going to put you because you are totally devoted to him. Your life is getting ready to drastically change. I'm telling you, God sent me a whole new friend. You know, after two weeks of walking with God, I mean two weeks of solid in the spirit in that apartment. And all of a sudden, I started getting lonely. I said, wait a minute. Because because you got to have fellowship as a believer. That's why I ended up being in the wrong place with the wrong people because you do have to have fellowship. And that that first week in there with the presence of God in there, I said, you don't need people in this life. Because of the presence of God. That presence of God was so strong in that apartment. God called me into the ministry. The words coming off the pages in the Bible. He called my voice in the morning. Praise God. We just walking in the glory in that apartment. And then after about two weeks, I said, wait a minute. Ain't nobody but me in here. (laughs) And I I got real lonely in that apartment. I said, God, this is, I said, it's been good hanging out with you. But nobody can see you and. Nobody can touch you and, you know, not like that in the natural, anything like that. And it got real lonely in that apartment. And this is why I tell young people, you don't need a relationship, but you do need fellowship. I'm trying to help you right now. Don't let the devil deceive you. You don't need no boyfriend, no girlfriend, and all that stuff like that, especially the wrong ones. Talking about they're going to serve God in their own way. I ain't got to go to church. No, you got a demon you talking to. (laughs) That's a devil. <laughs> you need to kick them out, but before you kick them out, you need to say in the name of Jesus, come out of them. Now I got you to live it and then get out of my life. But anyway, but anyway, I was real lonely in that apartment. And and I said, God, I said, you gotta send me some friends. Now I didn't know fellowship was in the Bible in Acts 2.42. You gotta have fellowship, it's gotta be the right fellowship. So I'm gonna tell you, devotion means all the prayers you you getting ready to pray are getting ready to come to pass. I'm talking about stuff that line up with the will of God for your life. Devotion begins to bring your prayer life into another dimension of manifestation. When you are totally devoted to God, you're going to be like, Jesus, I know you always hear me when I pray if things happen when you tell God for the rest I mean you mean it from the depths of your heart for the rest of my life you can really see the real you you can receive really the reason why you were put on this planet you are not gonna be confused and the sooner you do it the better I wish somebody had ai I didn't want to do 20 to go all the way to 22 Dealing with all the dingbats, I had to go through, get through, just to get to my knees on my couch. But no, I, I was in. I, I was. That was. That was. That was Sunday night, and I got home from church. I said, God, you got to help me. I said, I said, I, you know, I know it was Saturday, going to church, going to work, going to school, is not life. In and of itself, you have to have fellowship. You got to have somebody you can. Talk things talk, talk to about the things of God with. Amen. If somebody's living clean and talking, having a good conversation, you, that's biblical. You need that just as much as you need the word and prayer. You got to have breaking the bread and fellowship. That's Acts 2.42. You have to have it. Amen. You're not going to just make it with you and Jesus alone. I know somebody got a song like it. All I need is Jesus, but well, you're going to find out real quick that you need fellowship. And so I told God, I said, this is not working. You got to send me some friends. I said, and I had to tell him, and I ain't talking about no girlfriend either. I done done enough of that. I ain't got time for that. You know, somebody's messing with your emotions. Somebody's messing with your emotions, messing with your mind and all that kind of stuff like that. I sure hope y'all not trying to do that. Uh, I hope you came way out in these woods out so here to really get devoted to God. Some of y'all looking at y'all. Some of y'all, I can see some of y'all eyes rolling. And some, of y'all, some of y'all may go away sad. <laughs> some of y'all, some of y'all, don't, don't go there. <laughs> don't touch that. You're doing good. Don't mess with that. <laughs> i plan on seeing them. As soon as I get out of these woods, I'm planning on going back to them. No. <laughs> no. 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 God, you're going to have to do that right, too. I'm talking, to myself, I'm talking about my story of devotion tonight. Not going away sad. And so, uh, praise God. I, I prayed that. Pray, I said, you got to send me some friends, God. You have to understand, he wants that, that. That's a real need in your life. Going to school, going to church, going to work ain't enough. I already done figured it out. I already done figured it out. And I gave you the scripture. And so what happened was, I prayed and I walked in the engineering building on Monday morning. And there was a doorway. And I looked into a classroom in the doorway and there was a guy sitting in there at a desk reading the Bible. Now, you know, the Bibles don't open up like textbooks. Because the Bible is leather, you know, praise God. When it's laying there like that, it's something about a Bible, praise God. It don't look like no novel. It don't look like no textbook. It just, when it laid out with that leather cover on it, praise God. And the glory coming off of it too, praise God. You can spot a Bible a mile away. And I looked at that. I said, man, you got a Bible right there, don't you? He said, yes. And from that moment, we became the best friends. We became best friends and then he had another friend. And then so... I said, let me tell y'all something. I said, why don't y'all come over to my apartment and why don't we just hang out and study the word of God on Friday nights when everybody else is going out partying, we'll we'll get in the word of God. And that took the need. And this guy, this guy, he was in the same mechanical engineering profession I was in. He had the same, he was at the same level of class I was in. And I didn't know, I said, where have you been all this time? Where have you been all this time? And come to find out, he went to my high school too. Leslie Mayberry, I'll never forget him. And um, the thing about Leslie, I knew him when we was in high school, because we were the Panthers, the mighty, mighty Panthers. That's where Caleb got all that from. We were the mighty, mighty Panthers. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah. Everywhere we go, people want to know who we are. So we tell them, we are the Panthers, the mighty, mighty Panthers. Boy, we put a whipping on you, too. (laughs) After we sang to you, we whipped you. (laughs) We whipped you real good. And everybody wanted to be on that team. Man, they had those maroon helmets like University of Alabama, and under the lights, they would shine. (laughs) Praise God, we step out there on that field.
1: Man, Man, it's just something about that.
0: Then I remember Coach Johnson hollering out when I first got to the school. Where's Leslie Mayberry? Where's Leslie Mayberry? And I remember that name. They said, Coach, he's not going to play football no more. They said, why? Well, he goes to church. He believes going to church on Saturday. And on Saturday, their Sabbath comes in on Friday night. And he chose not to be under the lights, but he chose to prepare for his church service. So he gave up the football. And at that time, I said, "Who gonna do something
1: like that? What's wrong with people?
0: We are the Panthers. <laughs> and then I walk into that engineering building that morning. There's Leslie Maybear with his Bible.
1: His devotion, God
0: picked him to be my best friend. Your devotion counts. He was the first young man I met that wasn't ashamed not being in relationships with girls and fornication. God gave me a real friend that was devoted to him. See, in devotion, you got to have the right people around you. You can't have people leading you off. And because I was so devoted to God, God gave me a person that was devoted to him. And that became my fellowship. And we would start studying the Bible on Friday nights where everybody's partying. And then then I got a phone call one day. It was Pastor Cynthia. And um, she was telling me she had given her life to Jesus. I said, listen, I'm in the big leagues with devotion now. Don't be playing with my life. You was a part of that old group. I thought you was gone. And now you go on the phone talking about you saved <laughs> and sanctified and full of the Holy Ghost. I said, girl, I'm devoted now. I don't have time for games. I'm in the big leagues with God. And he done, you know, and I didn't tell her he don't call me into the ministry. I ain't got time to play with nobody. She said, I need to meet with you. So we met in a park and I didn't say a word. And she started telling me and I started listening to a verse, And I said, OK, you got it together. I'm so happy for you. And you go on and have a nice life with Jesus. Because <laughs> I don't play that no more. I'm keeping it 100 for Jesus. I need no interference here. Praise God. And then, and then, uh, I was at home and getting ready for my. my my fellowship on Friday, and um, Pastor Cynthia didn't have no friends, because all her friends, (laughs) they was messed up people. But when I noticed, I noticed her from afar, wasn't trying to, I noticed her from afar, She's always on campus walking all by herself, just going across campus all by herself, getting in her car, going straight home, and the Holy Ghost said, you know she don't have no fellowship. He said, you know she can't do that, don't you? I said, tough. That's her problem. No. <laughs> I said, no, 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 I didn't. no, I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't say that. But anyway, anyway, I, I said. he said, you know, he started talking to me. See, when you, do, when you go and devote, God's going to start talking to you about everything. Yeah. He said, why don't you invite her over to your Bible study on Friday nights? I said, listen, we are in serious word here. I hate to inform you, God, we're in serious word and in dialogue here. She is a jokester and all she's gonna do is come over here and interrupt the whole study. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then he said, you know what? You know how you was. You, did, you, you was out there by yourself and that's where she is right now. Won't you call her? I said, for real, for real? He said, yes. <laughs> so I, I called her up on the phone and she was so happy to hear from me. It was like a call from heaven. And, uh, and I swear it comes straight from the throne room. And it was a call from heaven. And so I said, listen, listen up. <laughs> I've been watching. You don't have no fellowship. Listen, this is what I'm doing on Friday night. So uh, I said, it's, it's about time for it to start. And I said, you can make it here, you know and you know you can make it here in a reasonable time but we're about ready we're gonna get started here in a little bit you can make it here in a reasonable time i said this you know you know where i live at so why don't you you come over on friday night on tonight and before i could say bye, the phone just hung up in my face and the next thing i know i heard tires screeching in the parking lot (laughs) and then you had to come up two flights of stairs to my apartment (laughs) <laughs> and then knocking on the door she was the first one there <laughs> and, and she never missed a Friday I noticed that and so we would have different people come and over in the group and things like that but when you get devoted God sends you the right people in your life and then I watched how she loved God Devoted, devotion, you should be planning on marrying somebody when you get to that place, most of you're not. Most of you're not, but they gotta be sold out. The devoted should be with the devoted. Amen. I ain't trying to pull nobody up. Amen. I'm not at the address pulling people up. Did you pray today? Did you reach But I ain't got time for that. I'm, a, I'm, I'm in this thing. I'm going after it wholeheartedly. And so, uh, and then a few years later, a few years, two years later, we were about ready to graduate and we started talking about marriage. We believed that was the will of God for us to get married. So we got married and and I'm trying to tell you, your devotion to God is going to set your whole life up. That's what I'm trying to tell you. When you tell him that, he's going to set your whole life up. And then we moved to southern Indiana. What do you think? Right after graduation, we got married. Right after graduation, man, they took me from the graduation to the church, loaded up my van and truck and moved us to Indiana. And I landed in Indiana, and the first thing I started doing was looking for a local church. Man, I went all over, because I sold out. I said, my family need to be in church. I said, I will never try to live uncommitted to God ever again in my life. And we got to get in church. And so, to make a long story short, we showed up at a Church on the Rock, I ain't got time to tell you about everything in between that. It was a real safari. I'm talking about like being out in the wildebeest out there with the hyenas and jackals and all that stuff like that. You ain't got time for that. You're just gonna be, I'll tell you about that another time. My God in heaven. I was, I was so depressed because of my level of commitment. I said, God, you ain't got no churches. And I got here, I told him, I told him to his face. I said, You ain't got no churches. So I'm staying home, and reading my Bible. I'm going to watch Charles Stanley on TV. Wow. And I said, I hope you understand. <laughs> And when you finally get one, call me. I'm up. Hang up. Just call me. <laughs> so uh, she got invited to church on the rock. She said, "I got home. I got home. This is eight months after we got here. I mean, I'm talking about Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. It's eight months after we got here." And so I was discouraged. I remember the last church. I will tell you about that one. I said, Cynthia, why don't we just join this church? They got a choir, choir robes, the preacher preaching a robe. They rock a little bit when they sing. <laughs> Not like they did in Nashville, but they rock okay. They got a nice building and a paved parking lot. And that's the best we've seen since we've been here. And we was in the car riding home, and I said, why don't we just join this church? She said, Keith, God don't want us in that church. She said, I want to go to a church where God's power is. Let me help you right quick. The devoted is going to have the power of God. I'm telling you, when devotion leads you to the power. She said, I want to go to a church where God's power resides. And how do you know, Keith, God may take us to a church, everybody's white. (laughs) You know what? I brought you in my group and I know you devoted and all that stuff like that. <laughs> we from the south, we ain't never been to no church where people of different races worship together. But I'm ready to tell you something about God. When you are totally sold out, he don't care if they green, orange, purple. If they sold out to him and it's gonna help you reach your highest level, get ready for the purple people worshipers. Because that's where you, that's where, if that's where it takes to get you to his highest level, then be happy when you get there. Wear some purple every Sunday so you fit in. But anyway, but anyway, if you don't fit in that way, anyway, we, we, we got there. We, I got home one night and I was ready to stay home on that Wednesday. Night. I think it was a Thursday night. I think it was Thursday night. Yeah, it was Thursday night. I got home on Thursday night. I said, praise God. I'm going to get in here and I'm going to watch TV on TBN and we're just going to sit home and chill out. We're not going to go church hunting tonight. Man. And then I opened the door. She's so happy. I found another church. Why would you do something like that? (laughs) Why would you do that? I found another church. And I said, I heard the Holy Ghost When you are devoted, you get to hear the voice of the Spirit. When you are devoted, you get to hear the voice of the Spirit so that you are always in the right place at the right time. When you tell God that you're going to live the rest of your life for Him, He puts your life in His hands. You're going to be around the right people. You're going to be hearing the voice of God. He's always going to bless you. He's always going to prosper you. He's always going to increase you. He's going to continue to expand the anointing on your life and you are going to be a sign and a wonder in this earth. God's going to promote you to hit the highest level. He's going to take you to places you never dreamed. And now I'm sitting in the house and I heard the Holy Spirit said, don't argue with her. Get dressed and go. And back then, you didn't get a GPS to go to church. You went to the gas station and got a map. And some of y'all don't even know what I'm talking about. Because y'all get y'all phones right there. Take me to church on the rock. Put that in right there. Are you ready to go and uh, whatever the thing says. Are you ready to start your journey? And it takes you on, it takes you right there. Well, that ain't how it was in 1985. 1985, you're going to the local gas station. You're going to get a map of your city. You're going to find out what street is on and you're going to go over and read the register over there and it's going to say that place is in block E3 and you're going to find E3 while you're in A4 and you're going to draw lines. (laughs) You're going to draw your own lines and then you're going to lay that on the dashboard and you're going to follow that all the way over to the place where you're going. How many people know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about the old saints in here. Well, praise God. It's a few of y'all in here. This is this new group. <laughs> I'm still here. Jesus got me with this group. Okay. Anyway, anyway, we go, we get there and we show up in a shopping center. I ain't never been to no church in no shopping center in my life. Who put a church in a shopping center? I just want And when I got there, I said, check the coordinates, make sure we... I said, Scotty, make sure we got the coordinates right. Check the coordinates. Sure, we got the coordinates right. Somebody's going to put a church in a shopping center next to a bowling alley in a uniform store. And called it Church on the Rock. At that point, I was so low on churches. I said, we might as well go on in here. (laughs) We done drove this far. We might as well go on in here. (laughs) And so I walked in the door of the church. We got in there. And everybody just greeted us and loved on us I'll never forget that That's the standard at our church on the rock In Nashville Nobody walks in the door as a stranger Everybody's loved on I can never forget that day And then I started looking around I said where's the pastor I've been to churches eight months I've heard people preach on Humpty Dumpty Set on the wall Humpty Dumpty had a great fall And and all this stuff I'm serious (laughs) I've been through like they say, I don't look like what I've been through because God is awesome. Yeah. Amen. He's awesome. So, uh, and so I come in there and I sit down and I said, I got to find the pastor because whoever, whoever he is, that's where this thing is going. And I'll never forget it. I thought it was an office, but I found a lady was a closet. <laughs> Dr. Jacobs popped out of that closet. He started walking around. He he was straight about business. He went straight to the altar and he started teaching on our authority and power in the name of Jesus. I said, "That's it! I've been
1: looking for somebody that knew something about the Bible." When I when I found out, oh my God, that we have been baptized in the name of Jesus, we ain't just using the name; it is our name. And amen. Praise God and, when, and Praise God. And the same results he got with his name, that's the same results that we get. So we've been healing people in the name of Jesus, delivering people in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. I said, God, when he stopped preaching, I said, God, I knew you was that big. I just needed somebody to say it. I said, keep teaching, preacher. I'm writing everything down.
0: You'd go in my garage, I got notebooks, nothing but the word in them, because I'm so loud. And then, the first church picnic, devotion is going to take you to the people that's going to help you finish. Devotion is going to take you to the right people that's going to help you go to the highest level. That's what it's going to do. Nobody knew I was called into the ministry. Pastor Cynthia didn't know that because I didn't tell her. I didn't want to hear what she was going to say when I told her. I didn't want to hear a joke, and I didn't want her to be serious either. <laughs> so I just didn't tell her. So I was walking around with that secret that me and God had. I was walking around with it for years now, and Dr. Jacobs and I was standing out just right up the street here at Henryville Park, just right down the street. Isn't it wild how we come into circles? It was 40 years ago, right down the street. He looked at me and he said, Keith, you called into the ministry, aren't you? And the Spirit of God told me, said so you can tell him because he's the one that's going to train you. Hallelujah. And then about 12 years later, 12 years later, we was in the in church service and our church was in revival church on the rock was in revival and the Spirit of God told me to jump up and run right in the middle of a praise and worship session and I took off running around the church and it stirred the anointing up Dr. Jacobs and Pastor Diana and then they began to prophesy over my life Pastor Diana talked about my 12 years of service in this church and the last thing she said, she said a lot She said, Keith, we're always gonna need you. I don't know what God's gonna have you to do in this life, but we're always gonna need you. And after she said that, the next voice started, that was Dr. Jacobs, and he said, other people are gonna need you, and you're my spiritual son, and I have to release you. And you leave with my blessing. And so now, we're doing Church on the Rock in Nashville. We done come through pandemics, whatever you want to call them, the COVID and everything. Because of all the importations, we built buildings that passed down and said, Keith, you built a building when everybody else was shutting down. Everybody else was closing churches, but you found out God was a big God. And you built your building right in the middle of a pandemic. We've seen people healed of all kinds of diseases. I'm telling you, God's doing miracles in Nashville. I'm telling you right now, signs and wonders. People are getting promoted and stepped up. I'm telling you right now, people calling me a pastor rogue. My income just increased 50%. Another one, 40%. Praise God. I mean, things are happening. People are turning into millionaires. Praise God. Things are coming to a whole nother level. This thing about ready to get wild, y'all. Hey, praise God. And it's because of one word devotion. Because of one word, devotion, God is that whatever you got to give up in order to serve him, you're about ready to receive a hundred times more of it. He's about ready. I don't care if you got to give up occupation. I don't care what it costs you giving up relationships. You are about ready to receive a hundred times as much. You are not going to come out of this thing empty-handed, not in spirit, not in word, not in deed, not in finances, not in relationships. God's about ready to build a family with you young people. Your children are going to serve God. You're going to have mates that love God. As much or more than you do and your children are going to
1: serve God and because of your devotion that you commit to right here I don't care what somebody rated you they didn't rate you enough you about ready to go on to the high places of the earth with God everything you put your hands to is about ready to be blessed all you gotta do is tell God I'm hungry he's about ready to heal people just because you laid hands on the sick, power is about ready to come into your hands and no devil will be able to stand in front of you. You about ready to cast out devils. You're going to change your city. Your city has got ready to change because you are devoted. Somebody shout, I'm sold out. All I want is Jesus and what he wants. Things are changing. They're changing.
0: Just because I got on my knees, just one trip to your knees, a whole city can change. Families will be different just because you got on your knees. You can really preach in other nations. Just because you got on your knees You're going to go all over the country With the gospel Just because you got on your knees And we ain't even got to the end yet But I can see it This thing is about ready to go over the top y'all We about ready to have the time of our life Come on now in devotion amen Your grades going to come up now you're going to be the valedictorian. Nobody know where you got there. It's going to be because the anointing came on you. And you God gave you a whole new set of eyes. You start reading different. You start calculating different. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. You got Bobo out of your life. And then the right one came in, hallelujah. You ain't gonna have no tore up house and no messed up kids, praise God. They all gonna serve God and live for him. They'll be preachers of the gospel also. You're gonna have the anointing running all through your house and family just because you got on your knees, on your job. You're gonna be the smartest one there and the anointed one there. Not because you're real smart, This because the grace of God is on you that you're going to keep getting promoted and over and over again. Your business is about ready to expand, hallelujah. I mean, I'm telling you, just because you are so devoted to God, he's devoted to everything that pertains to your life, and you're going to get a hundred times as much. Is anybody hungry in here? Anybody want to go all the way for God? Go ahead and stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Just lift your hands to heaven. Father, we bless you in this place. Hallelujah. Hey, you're listening to The Quarry Podcast. Get ready to be encouraged and uplifted with us today.